Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Rochelle and special guest, Lauren Zima, to help Woo! us recap episode three of Listen to Your Heart, presented by The Bachelor. Uh, um, listen to Nick Vile. I have, a, I have a lot of, you know, I uh, honestly, I have a lot of thoughts about this uh, episode. Uh, I was confused a little bit by uh, some of it. Um, you know, maybe you can offer some insight being the lover of the host uh, of the show. Uh, I love how never, you always call me always. lover. That'll never get old for me. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, but before we do, I thought maybe we would chime in and uh, a lot of people have some opinions about uh, Madison Pruitt and Peter Weber drama that kind of... Uh, popped up on the scene last week when when Madison um, was a guest on Caitlin's podcast. And then Peter decided to respond to some, you know, Bachelor fan account, uh, seemingly pretty irritated and was wondering uh, if you have any. uh, What do you think is going on, Lauren? What what do you do? Do you have any inside information before I share what my thoughts well, I do think that Peter is somebody who, like, he's been through a lot of ups and downs with all this, right? And I think that he, I would imagine he's he's gotten quite frustrated with, like, coverage that there's been and gotten burnt out on it. So it seems like his pot just boiled over a little bit with this one. What do you think? Uh, well, I would agree with that, but I'm... Do you think the, the well Peter alluded to there being more to the story? Um Well, we know how Barb feels about Madison, right? We know how that whole yeah. family feels about Madison, and we know where Peter's allegiances lie. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like at this point Barb's in, has become an easy scapegoat in mm-hmm. terms of uh especially for like criticizing Peter. Uh yes, it's obviously Barb is Barb and Barb is a big personality and she has proven to not be afraid to say whatever she wants about uh, her son's relationships. But I, my guess is we're probably not giving Peter enough credit for still doing what Peter wants to do. Like we, we forget or act like he didn't push back to his mom on national television. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like in that moment he had Madison's back it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying I think like when the dust settled, you know, I mean, Peter obviously is back with his family. And I think he probably like, I don't know. Well, what did he say? He said something like the there's more to the story. I mean, I don't know if there could be a, a more vague comment to make. So I don't know exactly what he's referring to. That is true. I, 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 <laughs> he said it was. I, I, I reached out to Peter. I was just like, hey, you're always welcome to come back. And, but at the same time, I think 
he just might want to be done with it. And there's, I mean, as much as I would love to have him on and, and, and find out what that is, the, the truth is there's nothing wrong with just letting it go and letting it die. Uh, right. But I agree with you. I think he's just frustrated. Every, every bachelor goes through it where like, especially like the bottom third women on your season, like love to like, you know, they're starving for attention. You know, all these girls who like popped up on Madison's like Snapchat or our TikTok or whatever the fuck she was doing or happy to do it and to get headlines of like Peter's women throw shade to Peter. It's just like it gets annoying, right? Like they have no connection with him whatsoever. Uh, I guess I just, my only thought too is just like, here's what we know. Uh, Peter might be a lot of things. Uh, he might have been sloppy. You could have argued that maybe he's got some maturing to do. He's um, certainly indecisive. But what Peter has also been is honest, even to a fault. Almost like he's been so honest that he's probably gotten himself in more trouble than he needed to, where other leads uh, have been a little bit more measured and made decisions uh, a little bit more based off of, you know, what the audience might think. And Peter truly hasn't done that. We also know Madison to be a little bit of a liar. What are you referring to? He <laughs> loves uh, saying or, this. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, people want to people want to forget. I know Madison wants to forget it. Um but her Instagram. Like, oh, the fan account allegations things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an allegation. It was a f- yeah. It's a fact she did that. Yeah. I'm 100. 100- yeah. 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 Um, and it all sounds, it is, listen, it is silly and trivial, right? It's, it's, it, and there's a logical explanation for it that she, you know, wanted people to like her. It's a totally relatable thing. I get, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm more critical of that. And like, I know, I know Madison thinks I don't like her. And I know people think I've been hard on Madison. I think she's just fine. I've even defended Madison. But if you're going to be righteous and you're going to be pious and you're going to like talk about your relationship with God and how you want to be an example to like young women, blah, 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 then you really, I hold you to a higher standard. And so don't be a liar. Don't be vain. I'm vain. I could be vain. Don't. <laughs> Don't have your family use a Bruce Pearl's house for your hometown and sell it as your own home when it's not your home. Like, I'm just all these, like, I don't like that if you're going to be super pious. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm just saying, I've, you know, and I've talked to producers and they're like, they, they like medicine and they also think she could be a little manipulative and a little bit of a liar. Um, well, know, aren't and, we all gray area? <laughs> You're right. You're you're absolutely right. But my point is, is that she is like I. Madison is very smart and very calculated. It's not an accident. She did a TikTok with all her girls when the Caitlyn episode. I have no problem with that. I'm. It's not. I'm not beyond doing shit like that. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a little bit of hypocrisy of, you know, her brand is God and righteousness and being the true, you know, follower of Christ. And no, all she is is just a, a, a young woman who wants people to like her and, and does some manipulative shit and like, you know, makes fake accounts and buys followers and comment and then lies about it when she gets caught, like which which is a very human and relatable thing to do. But Peter has never lied. So when we get into the game of he said, she said, and it's just like, who do you believe? Because, you know, they're both probably telling their own version, their own truth. But I, all I know is, I know Madison has lied, and I know Peter has, from what I can tell, hasn't. So No, that's, I mean, I'm with you on in that I have always, always, always said about Peter the entire season, every time I interviewed him, all that, 
he was always kind. He was always gracious. He always said thank you. And I will say, no, no, <laughs> no shade to other leads, but I've interviewed some leads before where it's like, you know, there was not, there was not that same humbleness that Peter did maintain the whole time. 100%, and yeah. I think Peter's a really good guy who, yeah, had some, like, confusing back-and-forth moments. Because here's the thing, and we talk a lot about age in this franchise, and, and I've said this to Peter, and I would say it to him again. Okay, so Peter was this guy in his late 20s, and people have given the franchise crap for having younger people on. You can be in your mid-30s and be immature as all get-out. I think Peter, totally. even though he was in his late 20s and, and had this job and all that— you know, Peter had lived at home for a while. I don't think he was necessarily used to, like, making big decisions on his own without having his family to bounce ideas off of. And I think he got a little caught up in, what exactly do I want? What really is right for me as I'm suddenly released into the world on my own, traveling all over, meeting all these women and, and trying to figure it all out? And he was honest, by the way. During one of the seasons that I think would have been difficult for any lead to be honest in because what was happening for him was constantly changing. Like, I felt like now that I look back at some interviews, I feel like he was trying to be honest, but he was like, what do I say? Because I don't even know what's going on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. I mean, that's been but, Peter's kind of biggest fault is like sometimes his honesty. And, don't people uh, say that he kind of is fudging the details about Kelly and the Super Bowl and that whole timeline? But based on this off of what? That they met? And when he was talking to Madison, like that whole thing is a little bit iffy. What's the Super I mean, Bowl thing? I don't know the Super Bowl thing. They ran into each other at the Super Bowl. I mean, again, I uh, Peter has the right to some privacy, even though he's the Bachelor. I guess what I'm simply suggesting is, I think Madison is. is this is not a critic. This is not. This is a, f a statement of fact. I think. Well, I mean, it's my opinion, but I'm pretty, from what I've heard around and what you've seen is that Madison and I have no problem with her being calculated. I'm a calculated person, but she's far more calculated and far more self-aware of her brand and f and makes decisions based off of that than Peter. And uh, I just I don't think Peter. It doesn't seem like Peter did anything wrong. It may, might have been messy, right? Uh, I just don't think Madison is as, uh, and this is in the critic. I mean, I like, I hope that Madison is like the less polished and less sweet. I just think she wants, again, she wants people to believe a certain thing. And that comes across for me. What I don't like is the, the righteousness of it all. Like I, you know, like being a good Christian isn't just about not kissing and having sex with other people. Like, you know, and, and, and talking about God. There's a lot more that goes in, into that, like humility and honesty and things like that and a lack of vanity and all the things that as humans we do, right? And um, I just, I'm, uh, I'm hypercritical of, of, of that kind of behavior, to be honest, uh, just because, you know, I've, I've seen it in my life, my whole life, and it comes across as incredibly disingenuous. And Listen, I know I've defended Peter and I've criticized Peter, but like, you know, for all the things we've bitched about Peter, he has over and over demonstrated the qualities of a good human. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes that's lost on, on us and it's, he's a, a little bit unfairly treated. It doesn't mean he's the guy for you. It doesn't mean you want to be in a relationship with him, but um, he's been sincere and he's been humble and he's been honest and... Uh, yeah, he ran into Kelly at the Super Bowl. Like, there's no... He wasn't dating Hannah Ann then. Um, 
he might have been talking to Madison, but it seemed like they weren't in a relationship. There seemed to be a lot of gray areas there. And I think, put it this way, I don't think Peter would have put on uh, some obscure Instagram, there's more to the story, if there wasn't more to the story. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think Madison anticipated that. And I think she's operating under this, like, she knows that, like, right now, people aren't loving Peter and Kelly that much, right? She knows that she, like, has the benefit of, like, you know, well, I just was, you know, of course that would bother me, right? And she's playing to like what the what the narrative is. And she's smart like that. She's very clever. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> here's but why I'm staying here's why I'm staying quiet. Because I've never interviewed Madison. She was not um she she didn't do interviews, you know, right after the the finale. It was an unusual season and that Peter didn't Hannah Ann didn't, Madison didn't. So usually Entertainment Tonight would like interview them, you know, the the lead in their final pick. I remember I sat down with you and Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't interviewed her yet. And I want to still. I want to ask her some questions and talk to her. Um, so it's hard for me. Like, I don't want to, without having any like in person or even in, you know, in our social distancing world on the voice read on her um, and hearing how she would respond to what I would ask, I don't. It's, I don't want to be like, she's thinking this or she's doing this because I, I don't know her. I don't know her. Um, but I will say, like, if we're looking at the timeline for Peter and, you know, when he was interested in who or whatever, I mean, you can speak to this better than me, but I think if you're coming off the show, you're used to, I'm going on a date with one person one day and a date with another person the next day. So isn't your timeline for, like, when it's okay to be into somebody and then into someone else and that back and forth like, wouldn't you say Peters is a little bit affected by his experience on the show? Like, maybe one week he was thinking, I want to get back together with Madison, and then whatever no, I mean, she said to him, and then the next week, I mean, like, you know what? I'm going to quarantine with Kelly. <laughs> it's entirely, it, it's, it, it, yeah, that's entirely possible. Uh, and Peter has shown that he uh, bought into the bachelor process more than anyone before him. But if that is the reason, then I would be critical of Peter for that. I don't think that's a justifiable excuse. Like, no, you have to have mean, some. Well, I don't mean like you're literally thinking about the actual timing of it. But I mean, are you a little bit in that, like subconsciously in that headspace? You know what I mean? I mean, I wasn't. I was all in at Vanessa at that time. And I just, I never, yeah. I, I, no, no, I mean, if, if, I mean, Peter's season kind of continued after the show and is like still continuing. <laughs> totally. But I'm, it's I'm like saying spoilable what, season. What I'm <laughs> saying, if that is, the, if, the, if that's what's going on in Peter's head, that I think, and I don't, but I think like Peter is an adult and the bachelor world yeah. is very intense and, and fucks with you and messes your head. But it's not like you can't get out of it. Like when it's done filming, like you're, you're still back in the real world. Like you can't keep operating is if like, well, I don't know, this is what I did for nine weeks, so I can't break out of this routine of... I don't mean the routine, I just mean I think he's still like confused and kind of maybe a little bit, he was still all over the place. Like, what do I really want? What am I really into? Yeah. He didn't have a lot of very clear resolution. I, 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 think... I, I yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess I, yeah. I still don't understand the Kelly of it all in terms of... Like, I don't necessarily buy Kelly's reasoning, like, oh, I got locked in a closet. Like, no, you didn't. Like, I understand that, like, you had to do interviews and maybe, like, certainly, like, producers will, like, certainly make you feel like they have to manage everyone's time. They'd certainly have to do that. But they're not locking anyone in closets, all right? Um, what do you think I, about And I still don't saying, get why, pardon me? Like, that it all happened on her birthday and they didn't reach out on her birthday. 
cares? I mean, it's not like, I'm just simply saying my experience is that when, if the lead's truly into someone, the producers will certainly let that relationship have a chance to flourish. Uh, oh, I think, I, I don't, I don't think you can, I think it might be revisionist history and I don't know what conversations are going on between Peter and Kelly, but in that, in that world, Peter mm-hmm. was feeling other women more than Kelly. I mean, 100%. That's just a fact. I mean uh, well, first of all, if Peter had felt that magical of a connection with Kelly when they met at the wedding or whatever, then, yeah. <laughs> then but I, you know, that would have, I think that would have been more evident right from the start. She didn't even get his first impression rose on night one, you know? Totally. And I, but I also can totally buy the fact that Bachelor World is a whole different way, uh, a whole different world. And it sometimes forces things. Um, and I can totally buy that Peter and Kelly are a great match and they they just weren't a great match for that world I'm, I'm totally fine with that but like it's clear that peter like peter did get kind of screwed like he 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 seemed clear like madison the most only to find out very late that she will barely kiss him she won't like she had these incredibly rigid belief systems that peter found out late in life and and was trying to make it work and try to be the romantic you know person that he likes to believe that he is and and i'll i'll do this i can do this i if i truly love someone i think peter and, and peter believes that like if i really love you i can do this for love but i think he when he learned more and more about madison and her beliefs and what she was unwilling to do outside of that world it became very clear that this wasn't like practical um and that sucks for Peter, you know? Well, yeah. I And I got some flack for criticizing Madison on that, but I 100% think she should have let him. If those beliefs were that important to her, she should have let him in on how intense those beliefs were much earlier. Think about how you are in the real world. Like, you, that's a big thing. Like, religion, do you want kids or not? There are these big tentpole things in relationships that you got to get into right away. Otherwise, what are you doing? Otherwise, you're wasting your time because you you – get how far into a relationship and exactly that happens. You realize, oh, we're fundamentally different. And I think that, it, it, you know, people were trying to make it about like, let's not criticizing her for not wanting to have sex or for wanting him to not have sex with other people. It wasn't about that to me. It was about if you have these strong religious convictions, you should have been discussing this with him yeah. earlier, just like everybody else was discussing, my parents are divorced or I have these big things or whatever. It's not, yeah, I don't think it's about, I believe Peter that Peter would have been like, if I have to wait to have sex with you, do we get married? And I love you, I'll do it. But mm-hmm. there's a lot more, it seemed to be a lot more to it than than that. Um, but yeah, I would love to have Madison on this podcast. Uh, there are, like, we have some mutual connects. I do know this, like she, she, she was wondering if she wanted to come on and I put it out there and then I didn't get a response as of recently, but she knows that I'm going to ask her about the Instagram and I know she doesn't want me to. I know, in fact, she wants it to go away and I'm just like, you don't? No, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I want her to admit it. And uh, listen, I've, I've, uh, I've reached out to friends when I posted something and been like, hey, do me a favor. Can you comment on this? Can you get dry? Like, yeah, we've all done that. People do it. It's fine. But I just... Don't don't be righteous and a liar at the same time. I, it's not. I have a problem with that. So, if, so I would love th- to have her on. What do you think about Peter and Kelly at this point? Great. Be good for them. I mean, like, I'm glad that Peter. Listen, I think, in all seriousness, like, as someone who was the Bachelor, and I have nothing, literally nothing to show for it. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I'm happy that Peter likes Kelly. They seem to be getting along. They're clearly spending a ton of time as a result, maybe of the times that we're in. 
And I fucking hope it works out for them. Like, that's still a love story from Bachelor Nation. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not traditional. And, you know, people watch the show and felt like, oh, we didn't get to see it on TV. But so what? Like, I truly am happy for them. And I hope it works out. And if it doesn't, like, good for him. Like, I don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, how it went down seems like there's a lot of like, it doesn't make a lot of sense and some questions, but like, that's fine. Whatever. That's just as a, as a fan, but as a, from a, as a person, I, um, I, I'm happy for them. And I know as a person, as a former lead, I think, I do think Peter has taken some unfair criticism because it's just easy to, uh, it's easy, it's, it's easy to do right now. Well, I also think like, there's certain there's certain people on social media who are like very loud, you know, and who are very uh, if they're if you have a certain type of fan, they can be very loud and very aggressive and like very. So I don't know. I, I do think that I think that sometimes it might seem like one person has all this support, but really it's just because there's this really loud group over here, you know, and I'm with you on the show. if you have real interest in somebody, like from every, you know, interview I've ever done with leads, when I've interviewed producers, executives, all that, at the end of the day, it works for the show if there's a love story in the end. So they want to foster those real connections. Right. They get, you know, they get, it it would not work if every single season the lead ended up with nobody, things didn't work out. They want to foster those real relationships. So I don't think that they would be putting to the side a a true connection. And, you know, sometimes it's just timing too. Like, okay, yeah, obviously Peter and Kelly had a spark. I think Chris has said this in interviews. Maybe the show wasn't really the venue for them. And honestly... Maybe Peter needed to go through the experience, learn a lot about how he approaches relationships, and maybe now things can work with Kelly. Because Kelly was sitting there telling him, she was telling him what we all knew he needed to know. (laughs) Peter, relationships don't have to be hard. And I think Peter really thought that. He seemed to, you know, we all grow up hearing relationships take work, but there's a big difference between relationships are difficult and you're working at your relationship. And I don't think Peter knew that distinction, and he might now. Yeah, totally. And listen, I'll say this much, and we'll and we will get into it, and we actually actually talk about listen to your heart. But like, if Peter and Kelly are, are in a relationship a year or two from now, they'll be brought back as a, as a success story, as like future judges, and oh and, or you know, I use myself as an example. I've I've been interviewing Chris since 2015. <laughs> we were both in different places. We didn't even look at each other a certain way, and you know, we started dating years later. So it's like. Timing makes a difference. Where you're at makes a difference. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd kind of forgotten, by the way. You might have talked about this and I've missed it. But I kind of forgot that you had this similar story on your season where a woman you'd met at a wedding came on the show. And like, obviously, yes. that didn't work out. So awkward. Did not. Yeah. So <laughs> awkward. So it doesn't always it, work out. <laughs> yeah. A little different. Bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good TV. It got, it got the, it, it, it also, it, it resulted in some uh, initial good ratings that kept it going for a while. So, uh, <laughs> gave, what a good gave. producer answer. People, uh, you know, we're still at home and we still need to hydrate. Uh, and Hydrate Spark is something that's been truly beneficial for me. I, you know, it's one of those things like you get in these routines, you know, at home now with, with the, the quarantine. I don't know what it is for me. It's so easy to forget about water and, and hydrating. I, I drink a lot of coffee and, and I have sometimes too much juice. And uh, I, 
every t- like the hydrate sport is just really just been this is a great reminder, you know, it's this nice little water bottle hooks up to this app and it's the light goes off and I, I feel better. I feel refreshed. Uh, my skin is healthier all because I'm just remembering to drink an appropriate amount of water. Yeah. And what color of bottle do you have? Uh, mine's black. It lights up uh, lime green, which, and you know, is cool. <laughs> it's super cool. No one really sees it because I'm all by myself. But the important thing is, is that uh, it's absolutely fan- like, I don't know. It's just it's fun. It's, Mine is coral and it glows pink and it just makes me happy when it. I glows. just like it. I'm, like, I'm just like I'm drink. always like, oh, you're right, you're right. Thank you, water bottle. I started having conversations with it, like Wilson on on uh, on Castaway. <laughs> it's like, hey, thanks, bro. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, now is the best time to order a Hydrate Spark Smart water bottle for yourself or for a friend or your loved one, uh, especially you know if they're not drinking enough water. Go to hydratespark.com/viall to get twenty percent off your first order. Hydrate Spark is spelled with an I. So that's H-I-D-R-A-T-E spark.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Again, that's hydratespark.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 20% off your first order. Stay hydrated, people. Hydratespark.com slash V-I-A-L-L. I always love creative uh, companies and uh, friends of show. And I got to say, StoryWorth is one of those companies. Uh, we have uh, loved ones in our lives. Uh, I've said this before. One of my favorite pastimes as a kid is to have my family get together, my aunts and uncles with my parents, and tell stories about their childhood. And even more fascinating is when I hear uh, my grandparents or even my, like I've gone to my friend's house and you hear their grandparents tell stories. Those are always some of the best stories you hear. And sometimes uh, we forget about that. And uh, it would so great to have those collected into uh, something that we can have forever. And StoryWorth is making that possible. And Mother's Day is coming up. Don't forget, everybody, even though we're in quarantine, holidays are still happening. And this is the perfect Mother's Day gift because she can write down for a whole yep. year. And just remember your mothers, life. your grandmothers, your aunts, uh, anyone who's a mother, a godmother, uh, perfect gift for them to to hear their stories. Um We always, you know, one of those things we sometimes don't appreciate until it's too late uh, in terms of uh, capturing history in the past, especially as it relates to our loved ones and our families. So uh, it's such a a neat little thing. Uh, They, you know, prompt these people with topics and ideas to share stories, and they put it in a perfect little book for for you to have, you know, maybe for uh, your kids. Um, You know, you never really know. It's truly one of those priceless gifts that you can make possible with uh, StoryWorth. So give your mom the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L for $10 off. Um, well, now that we've finally discussed that, let's let's get into the, the heart of the matter. Listen to your heart. What are your initial thoughts of... Uh, episode three lauren i mean i'll be honest i was it it, this one seemed a little forced i mean i know we had chris on yesterday and he talked about everything changing and i don't know if it's a product of there's only six episodes and the show's still figuring itself out 
But, you know, Chris walks in kind of like at the end of every paradise season. And he's just like, all right, time to couple up, time to take this seriously. And everyone's like looking around me and like, is this guy insane? Because Chris <laughs> is an absolute pro is that Chris can come across is so unbelievably earnest, regardless of what he might actually think. I, I don't know. But like, you know, he's got a job to do and he's 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 a goddamn pro. And he walks in deadpan serious being like. Now's the time to determine the rest of your life. And before you worry about music, you need to worry about love. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on? And it was, I mean, it was wonderfully awkward, but it, it, it was confusing even as a viewer. I, it did feel quick. I, I, I'm with you on that. Maybe it was the number of episodes that, you know, this show was happening in. Because I, I, I don't know how much they were filming before he came in and said that. Like, I don't know the timing on that. But, you know, also, didn't it all kind of... What was interesting to me about that was, even though he said that and it felt so soon, other than the Julia, Brandon, Savannah thing, everything else kind of shook out as it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, they'd brought those new people in. Uh, I, I didn't even really see... The two new women, I didn't really see the pink-haired one and then the brunette. The brunette went home on that rose ceremony. Pink-haired she, I mean, one. She literally, if she talked, they didn't air it, and she might as well have been... And beautiful. Stunning woman, right? And and we, I don't did, did, I don't think we hear her. We didn't hear her sing. We didn't hear her oh. talk. They were like found her on the street and said, "Can you stand there for a little <laughs> bit?" And we just, you know, that's why it would almost seem weird because they're like, "We're not bringing any other people," and you're like, "You kind of barely did." I don't know. I feel like, I um, I mean, listen, it's it's like Chris said, like, it's hard to make a TV show, and I, I'm still enjoying the show, but it it almost seemed like. It, it that part didn't it, it just seemed a little confusing and, and weird as if like they made such a big deal about bringing people in yeah like kind of like a paradise but they really didn't and like at the end like to your point we're really just dealing and, and focusing on the, the the cast that started the show anyways right right I, I you know i think maybe what they learned is that like bringing in those new people, you know, they probably thought, well, we brought in these three new ones and what did it really do? How much more will it do to bring in other new ones? It, it, it's different in Paradise when you're bringing in alumni, you know, when people are excited to see certain people they already know and that kind of thing. So I, I think there was a bit of a learning curve there. I wish, you know, Jed Wyatt had walked. <laughs> I know. Can we just, no, I, I, I mean, I want to see him. I, no, reason. seriously, that would have been great. I don't know if Jed would have done it. He's in a, he's, I mean, like he has a girlfriend now, but that hasn't stopped him in the past. So like, right, who knows? I know. Um, <laughs> but even, even if it wasn't a Jed, right. I yeah. wonder if the, I wonder if the producers looking back and watching the show now, and I do think maybe the show, what the show could be missing are anchors, you know, like, you know, people that recognize that it would be kind of cool even though it is a is a is a show about music, it would have been kind of cool for an alumni who doesn't play music to come in and see like how the because it, like let's be honest like all these people who are playing music they even said they're not they're not used to dating other musicians right so it's not as if right. just because you play also, music it's a bad idea who's gonna make the money you know what I mean it's yeah egos, right so it I would be kind of interesting if like Jed or I don't know who else shows up and someone's right. like oh. Ooh, you know, like well, you I know got the it, music. And Chris Lane and Lauren Bushnell kind of drove that home for me. I'm like, well, there it is. That's the couple where, you know, she's with the country artist. Look, it's a new show. They're figuring it out. What I hope happens, and I don't know what will happen now because of the quarantine life, but 
I think, like, I really like this show. And it's the first brand new show launched in how many years in the franchise? The first show in years where it wasn't alumni focused. So I think it had some uphill battles. But if these people can get peppered into paradise and then you can like get a rhythm going, like I'm with you. I think maybe what they should have done is started off with the musicians and then brought in some alumni just to be like, like, okay, Kendall Long, do you want to date this like country yeah. singer? You know, like I, I right? see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Kendall, Kendall walks in totally. That's a, that would have been a perfect cast, right? Like, um, there's a little bit of a storyline there. She could talk about Joe. You know, yep. fucking bring back Joe. Bring back Joe and Kendall. Not <laughs> oh my god! A TV no. show. Joe and no. Rudy. I so see Joe and. Rudy. Oh no! And I Too so soon. kind of see Kendall and Brandon. Oh. Yeah. Paradise. We're we're shipping in paradise right now. Like we're no, dream they're gonna get paradise. back. Um, you so think anyway, Joe and Kendall that, will? That's what my hope is. She was Joe sad. And Kendall, what? Yeah, we'll get back together. are gonna get back together. No, I absolutely don't. Think I that. liked them together. I mean, I, 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 this is I'm, Matt's opinion based off of knowing very little. But uh, well, you know what it is? It's one of those fundamental things. He wanted to be in Chicago. She wanted to be in L.A. It's those fundamental things. Where you want to live? What do you believe? Do you want the children's? Do you want the marriage? <laughs> the four cornerstones. <laughs> oh yeah, all those things you don't like. You just kind of ignore. So you live in Canada, huh? Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Um, so anyways, yeah, Savannah has this like bizarre breakdown uh, over uh, what's his name? Who's a really sweet guy? What's his name? Uh, Gabe. Gabe. Uh, really nice guy. Kind of reminds me of uh, Markel from Andy's season. Charming, um, you know, not a musician. Markel was like, a lot of people want him to be the first Black Bachelor. Like, and he's a great guy. Like, good looking, charming, cool guy. He never like went there uh, emotionally with Andy. He, he had a hard time opening up that way. Yeah, Gabe, very cute. Very cute. But yeah, so he kind of like, he shoots his shot with Savannah. Like, hey, I would, I kind of want to be with you. It, which is also was kind of out of left field. And then she has this meltdown because apparently she doesn't reciprocate the feelings. I don't, I don't know if there was more to the story, but um Sam yeah, anyways. and Julia have both had these moments. Like Julia on the last episode where she was crying because she thought <laughs> she like she was allegedly crying over Sheridan on the on the last episode that he wasn't gonna, you know, that Brandon was gonna give her his rose and Sheridan was gonna be so heartbroken. And then now Savannah is crying over Gabe. I do think you see that musicians are emotional. Like there is a a smart choice here in bringing in these artistes who are like these emotional human beings, you know. So we've got some kinks to work out. But yeah, I mean, Savannah having a full please turn the cameras off breakdown over hurting Gabe's feelings was rather wild. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because um, who is the, the guy she's with? The blonde haired man? Brandon. Guy? Brandon. Like Brandon was like kind of a dick when he was like, are you going to keep crying? But oh, also, my God. But also kind of kind of like needed to be sad. And he kind of, like it, it was a dick move, but he kind of said it, and she actually laughed too. Where it was like you're being a little silly, yeah. um, you know. But uh, he, she was so ridiculous that that very dickish thing to say got a total pass. The Brandon Julia Savannah of it all, like I, I was enraged watching this episode. <laughs> 
I was well, like, Julia's a little potster. Like, she is the villain. She's a villain to me. She threw Savannah under the bus with Brandon. She told him that she was odd and not getting along with women, which by the to me is one of the worst things you can say about another woman that she doesn't get along with women, that she wasn't like that's harsh. That's being like you are not well, you're the evil girl. <laughs> Especially in that world. I mean, I was totally team Savannah. Like, I'm the guy who, like, especially on Andy season, where a bunch of guys who are just, like, weird and bro-y, and I decided not to, like, like do the same. I decided not to just get fucking wasted or, like, be weird. And I just kind of kept to myself. Like, they were just like, you don't have any friends here. And I'm just like, I just don't like you guys. Um, you know, and it was just like, all like that, that's not an indicative of your character or who you are just because you choose not to be a follower. Well, and, and I also yeah, it was, don't even think that was true with Savannah. I I saw her getting along with people. I think to me, Julia. Well, exactly. And, I mean, I had friends on Andy's yeah. season where it was just like I, I, Markel, JJ, even talked to Josh at the time. I'm like, I'm just not a follower. You well, know? you were talking and, about liars. I think Julia's at the point of lying. Julia then called, then told Savannah, or then said that Savannah was, you know, being fake in her relationship with Brandon. Julia's sitting here right now. She's telling Savannah, well, yeah, I didn't think it was fair, you know, to you and Cher Sheridan to like not tell you the truth yet she was the one taking Sheridan's rose acting like she was so happy to be with him when when she was telling the camera she was quote crazy about Brandon I'm like you're the one who's lying to this yeah. poor naive yeah. long-haired man and, and she's so afraid about like <laughs> sh- uh, she's so and then she's like accusing Brandon of like manipulating the yes! only one manipulating anyone is she's this manipulating Sheridan is this like basically a little pet that follows her around and so naive, and she is just manipulating the crap out of him. And like, she went from like focused on Brandon and Cher, uh, 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 Savannah. I, I keep calling her Savannah. And then when she goes on and performs, she like turns it on. She has a clear focus. She's performing, and like, good for her. And she's like selling the relationship with Sheridan, which she has zero feelings for. Um, Why do you think she's a secret villain? I feel like she's because, just a villain villain. Well, because I think she's a person. I think she was a secret villain in the house because I don't think she, she wasn't a person who was like going around saying this stuff to everybody. She was just no, saying uh, it to Savannah, just right. saying it to yeah. Brandon. So I think she comes across in the house overall like a girl's girl and she's friends with everybody. And, you know, she's beautiful and like appears to be kind yeah, of right. Sheridan. I, I guess you're I, that's to- <laughs> secret villain. <laughs> that's a great that's a great call that's a great call Lauren where like uh, my Thank guess you. is that uh, even when while, while recording no one really suspected that when they go home they weren't like oh this Julia she's gonna be a villain and even Julia Julia is surprised by her what she claims is edit and is probably bl- but like she did this shit like listen there might they might be emphasizing it but like some of these looks might have been a bit of it forced but like you can't edit when she goes to uh uh, when she says, uh, I, when she says to Savannah, I have no feelings for Brandon. I was like, what? Oh, what? I um, interviewed Savannah. I interviewed her, uh, after the episode, uh, I'm sorry, but right before the, uh, episode was going to air. And I asked her, I'm like, what did you think of that moment? Like, did you think for a second that she didn't really have feelings with, for Brandon? She said, oh no, I knew. Like, Savannah said she kind of held her tongue in that moment because she, you know, she felt like 
Julia was just so sort of off the reservation. But I kind of wish she'd unleashed on her. Yeah. Julia attempts to gaslight her by saying, like, I feel like I'm the one being attacked by you calling me. Like, what you literally are, you asked her to talk, you're attacking her, and now she's defending herself and you're accusing her. I mean, you're, she's a, Julia's a pro. I mean, she is a great television, by the way. Yeah. And I was sitting here watching her and thinking, and this kind of also clicked to me about the show this week is, I think when you have these artists, you can either have somebody who's like super manipulative, as you said, can perform, can like come across one way um, and is like very driven. Or you can also have somebody who's like maybe a bit too image image conscious because they're thinking about what's their career going to be and they're not really like giving into all this. And Julia is the first. And I think we needed more Julia's. (laughs) And I think, like, because yeah, to tough. me, I'm like, this is this is good reality television. I'm watching this craziness, you know. And- but it was, yeah, it was so absurd. Um, so absurd. And then during the singing, she's like, no one here is genuine, and it's really bothering me. And it was weird for her to say that because she wasn't into her partner. Oh, and wanting, she was saying that Brand- Brandon and Savannah should go home. My favorite part was when she said, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, okay, Julia. I yeah. mean, uh, she's be she's confusing herself. Like she she might. Like, here's the thing, she's falling victim to a very classic case of she might. She's probably right about Brandon and Savannah. She probably is. They're probably not. There's a good bet that Brandon and Savannah aren't gonna end up together in life or even on the show. She pro they they might be playing up the relationship. One of those two more than reality. She might be very right there. But she's so obsessed with being right about that relationship. She is being so transparent about her own motives and coming across as so disingenuous because everything she is saying and doing is all based off this premise of being right about that relationship. So she thinks in her head, I'm, I'm the right person. I'm like, this is okay because I'm calling this out to America. America needs to thank me for calling out this bullshit. And she's not thinking about how she's coming across as, a, as it relates to her relationship with Sheridan and how disingenuous she looks. Uh, it's just kind of fascinating because I think we see that a lot in life about how we become hypocrites because we get so fixated on one storyline and we tell ourselves it's okay based off the fact that we think are right. Meanwhile, like it totally gets in the way of our own bullshit, our own actions, and like totally opens ourselves up for criticism. Well, she keeps saying that she has some feelings for Sheridan, that she's torn. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. You said that you were crazy about Brandon. Like, if you're crazy about one person, I don't believe you're torn equally about the other. You know what I mean? And it was interesting to me, too, though, how quickly Brandon picked right? Savannah. Right? After that being was bizarre. After having that literal water cooler conversation with Julia in the morning. So who do you think is yeah. the bigger offender here, Brandon or Julia? Uh both. I yeah. it did that didn't surprise me because I think Brandon uh probably is a little bit of a playboy, which is, you know, fine. He's you know, like he, here Brandon thinks he's coming into this like environment that's probably paradise esque and th- things are happening faster than he expected. No one, uh, you, you know, none of these people have been on the show before, right? So he's just thinking, okay, well, I'm going to keep my options open. You know, they easily forget that they're mic'd, right? They think if they whisper, they're not being heard. You know, it's classic, you know, um, reality TV mistake by people. And then all of a sudden, Chris comes in and says, hey, <laughs> Make your pick. So Brandon's like, okay, I pick Savannah. It's Brandon's simple. face like, when that happened. Well, he was like, <laughs> yeah, he like was like literal jaw drop. 
<laughs> he's like, okay. It was, it's been pretty clear he's always preferred Savannah, but I think he he liked keeping his options open Maybe and he again. liked Julia. And the age thing, it's I'm like, this dude's like 34, right? And he's still like, I, I agree. I think he's like probably used to being a bit of a playboy, like whatever. Um, and he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but here, here's the, uh, people don't talk about this on the show as much, but you see this a lot in Paradise. And, you know, it kind of maybe comes, it, it plays to kind of uh, societal norms where, you know, you have this reality show that's based off of finding your partner and finding your one. And a lot of times guys get themselves in trouble in these um, love triangles. Sometimes it's the women. You know, Hannah G got herself in a bit of a love triangle. And oftentimes it's based off the idea that the, 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 the one person who has two options doesn't really like either of them all that much, right? Mm. And so they're pretending to try to like some, you know, two people a lot. They don't really like anyone. And you know what I'm saying? But they're in this reality show that's about finding love. So they play into it. And that, and I think that's why, like, I don't know if Brandon really is a player. What I think is safe to say, he's not all that in love with either of them, right? Like Savannah is his favorite least option. Interesting. That that I'm, that much I'm sure of. So like I, you know, do I think he's a playboy in life, or he's like no, I don't know. I mean, there's I don't have that much information, mm-hmm. but I think it's just pretty clear that he doesn't. He's not that into either of them, but he's on a show about love. Chris is coming in saying, you know, that's what makes it you know Chris great and the producers great because it's like you got to take love seriously, and so the people listen to what they're directed to do, and then that's used against them because well they don't really like anyone, you know? And, but, you know, but in fairness, the producers of Chris, Chris is just like, kind of like if Brandon really listened to Chris, he would have left the show. Hmm. Cause Chris said, I, because Chris was, Chris was like, if you know, respectfully leave, if you're not really feeling it. And I think Brandon should have respectfully left because I don't think he's really feeling it with anyone. Okay. I've been in this situation before where I've been dating two people at once. And then I was like, no, I like this one person better. And I'm, I'm sticking with them. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, people can do that. I think that can happen. I also think sometimes you don't really like any of them. <laughs> I think it's my case with Brandon. I Well, interesting. Maybe maybe that is. Uh, tell me what you think, Lauren. Maybe that's uh, the difference between women, men and women. Because I mentioned you pointed Hannah, out Hannah G. Yeah, and G, she went right? with Dylan. And, yeah. and now she's like, she's engaged to Dylan. Maybe, I think I think guys definitely do that more, but I don't know. Maybe. But, well, and that's a good point too, because I—that's—it's not like I've done that a bunch. I've done it like, t- I don't know, twice in my I can think of like when I was dating two people at once. I'm like, okay, you know, and you, you got to be honest with both people and be like, oh, I'm kind of still dating around, and yeah, maybe that's a thing for males and females. God, we are figuring out so much here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's what I do still love about this show is that it still plays into uh, societal norms, mm-hmm. like. It, it it plays into uh, relationships and and how things happen in the real world, even when it's not including music and uh, a, a staged environment. It's still very like relatable in terms of social dynamics, and I yeah. I, I do I've that's what I really enjoyed about this episode. Um, so yeah, so now we have the performances. Everyone's prepping for the big performance. Um, who are who are your favorites and who are your least favorites? Well, I think <laughs> Natasha can really sing. That was crazy. Like she can really belt, right? Yes. Um, 
the I will say that my favorite in terms of the way I like to watch The Bachelor, which is like cringy and horrifying, was the, probably the, the Becca Danny. I'm not going to kiss you of it all, which was wild. Uh, what did you think? Uh, yeah, here's what I thought. I thought Becca was Rudy for three quarters of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot they were, I like not, I was just like, oh, Rudy's dating this guy. They kind of look alike. Um, And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was kind of funny that, uh, she, I loved her honesty about like, well, we kissed and now we have to work it out. And I do, listen, I give her credit. Again, it's so easy in that world to uh, fake your feelings to stay, and she didn't, and I give her credit for that. Um, he's a handsome guy. He kind of looks like Dylan, uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I did not think it was fair that he went in for kisses with her multiple times during the performance. Like, she had said to him, it takes me longer. I'm not, like, really there yet. And I thought to put her on the spot and like try to go in for the kiss in front of the judges was not a cool move, if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah, I get your point. I, you know. But they were, you know, but I know he was also trying to be like, let's put on a good performance. And maybe he was more in that mode of we're performing, you know, we're like selling a love song here. Um, but it was, I mean, she was literally moving her mouth. Like she was like, like to get away, <laughs> like wild. <laughs> I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess I'm reluctant to like say, like suggest he was being inappropriate. Only it's just like, okay, he went for a kiss and like. I think it was because he did it a couple times. I was like, just, I just don't. I, don't. I know, but we're also like, we do know that there's moments we don't see. So like, I guess we just don't know if he he's getting mixed messages. I you know, but it's it's clear to us that she's not into him, and maybe that was the overwhelming theme, but. Um, I, I I don't think he's a criminal for like trying to. Go well, I'm not saying he's a criminal. I'm just yeah. saying. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I think that you know that performance was. It was interesting to me how telling that made things. I mean, you did see with these performances how it was kind of like, wow, to be called to be judged on your to have people like talking to you about your chemistry. It was also interesting that Brandon and Savannah were told they didn't really have chemistry. I was like, oh god, okay, so interesting. Uh. Yeah, I love. Well, I, she's can she can really really sing. I also who who's who's Rudy with again? Matt is that Matt? Matt? Yeah, he. Uh, it's the first time we kind of really heard Matt's voice. I like it. It's a really pretty voice. He's mm-hmm. got a nice voice. I've really warmed up to Matt. I do think Matt has the best potential to be the guy who goes to paradise oh. from this season. Yes. No, he's you taken know? a he's he's taken a turn for the better after his comment in the. In the beginning about how he was going to, quote, circle back with Rudy. (laughs) Okay, Matt, why don't you reply all on this email and see if anyone brings it to the top of their inbox? Like, what? No, he's he's found his groove. He's got a nice voice. Also, I want to point out that, like, no disrespect to Kesha. She's awesome. Pop star. But I felt like, where was the, like, it was like, hey, Jason Mraz, you won a couple Grammys. And now Kesha. And, like, Kesha's great. But, damn, Jason Mraz is awesome. Like I thought that was a big get for the show. Uh he's he's an incredibly talented musician. He's I don't oh, know, I'm I a big Jason Brass fan. I yeah. I'm But I it was, was like, like Chris was like and now you know, it was like he really he 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 sold Kesha more than he sold Jason, you know. Really? And I was just yeah. Well, maybe I would say Jason Mraz is done. He's done the judging thing on Idol before. I don't has Kesha ever came and judged a muti- a musical competition before? I don't know. I mean, so both maybe great it felt gets like a bigger get. Yeah. yeah. 
They're, they're both great, but I, I'm, I mean, I'm by, I'm a big Jason Mraz. I listen to a lot of Jason Mraz Clearly. on Andy season. Clearly. Uh, oh, wow. So this yeah. is personal for you. <laughs> Uh, Beautiful Mess, one of his greatest songs. Wow. What song wow. did you listen to after the Fantasy Suites? I don't know. <laughs> what song did you listen uh, to before the Fantasy Suites? Uh, the, the t- different. It, yeah. I don't. Different I can make a joke, songs. but I'm not going to. Uh, different different songs. Um, well, no. I mean, I found, the only thing. I'll, like, listen, I, I, I've said this before. I had a great time with Andy, and I always... I just, I just knew because Josh's, Josh's was after mine, and I knew, like I yeah. just knew, you know, it, I, I knew, I didn't know she was going to pick him, but I knew that she was going to figure out whether she should or not, you know, and it was that was hard to that was a that was a wild experience to to know that. Wow. It, and, 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 yours. <laughs> this is so go. dark. <laughs> great, great. No, I'm not. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, um <laughs> I think, uh, Chris and, uh, uh, what's her name? God, I'm, I'm sorry. And I apologize. I'm still learning. There's, I'm still learning characters, but Brie? the best performances were Chris and Brie, right? Mm-hmm. They're, I think they're, they're the it couple. I think they're the ones that are going to get the tour. Uh, Chris is, has a, such a beautiful voice. They do, I mean, really, I will say like, I, 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 as far as the show goes, when they sing, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. Like I, I found myself, like I'll watch these shows and I'll be like doing other things in the background and all of a sudden the performances will come on and I'll like put my phone down and I'll really watch it. And I'm, and I'm feeling feelings. I'm like, this is like really beautiful and sweet. And I feel like sappier, uh, watching the performances than I ever have watching the bachelor. Interesting. Wow. I, I will say, you know, for me, I'm like, I've, it's also been interesting to see who becomes more attractive once they start singing, you know, like, um, it's, it's like when somebody has an accent and you're like, oh, that like upped your attractiveness level. I think that yeah. if it's when someone can suddenly belt out, you're like, Ooh, that gives like a new realm of sexy. Um, I, Rochelle, were you feeling that? Was that just me? Um, I like, who are you thinking of? I like Ryan to me is sexy when he sings, like sexier when he sings. I thought Brandon really was sexier talk. when he sang. I wasn't really. Oh, yeah, into Brandon's him. definitely sexier when he sings. Yeah, yeah. And he, and they all Did, play, all the guys play instruments. It doesn't seem like the girls do much of playing the instruments. But I'm, yeah, uh, they're jamming. I don't, I know nothing about music, but I felt like Ryan killed it in the John Mayer sing along, whatever. And this was not a strong performance from him. And he even felt like Kesha was like, when he does started. he like Nata- Natasha though? Because I don't think he does, and I think he's like weirded out by her. I oh, I agree, but I don't think that it affects his singing. Well, I think they have very different styles. She's this big belter, right? And I don't know if he is. It was also really interesting to see what arrangements they came up with, and like, I thought that was a smart choice to have them come up with the songs together, also because. How hard is it to, you know, to work with someone you're dating? And like that, so that like, is it going to work well? Is it not? Are you going to mesh well? Like, that was interesting to me. I'm actually a big believer, you know, hence I literally shat where I ate and started dating someone I was interviewing. Um, but, yeah, you, know, you, you did. You have like, when you have that commonality, it can really kind of make or break your relationship. But I felt like Ryan just got like kind of swallowed up by Natasha with, that and they also literally swallow each other's faces when they kiss. I cannot so watch gross kiss people. It's so gross. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, Ryan's not into. They're not into each other. This is all. 
Mm-mm. for show. They might be the most disingenuous. <laughs> uh, so glad we got the proper usage of disingenuous on this show. We're also getting a lot less usage of the word like, which I've been appreciating. That's true. Well, mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not one to criticize. Um, <laughs> so who do you think yeah. is really, I, I mean, I'm with you on Chris and Bree. I think they're really into each other. They seem to be two people who legitimately for like what the premise of the show is, which is I've had a hard time finding love and I need to find it. Like that is them. <laughs> yeah. And they're the classic, you know, they're that classic couple, like, you know, Jaden Tanner, Jaden Tanner, they got on no airtime, mm-hmm. you know, because it was like, okay, we're in love and we're not part of drama. We're not confused. We're not in each love triangle. We're just like, we just like each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll, they'll, they'll really focus on Chris and Bree towards the end. And uh, there's no way they're not the couple that wins the tour. I'm fascinated to see what happens with Sheridan and Julia, because I will give as much as Julia truly incensed me this episode, I was kind of wondering, are they like a Carly and Evan where maybe she's not into him? Maybe she thought she was into this other dude, and then he's just like such a genuine guy that she will realize what she has right in front of her? Ooh. You think now? (laughs) (laughs) Carly's a much, I'll just say Carly seems to be a a much better person because she was not a villain. Julia's the secret villain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm uh, reluctant. I don't want to. She might be the villain, but I'm, I don't like suggesting that we know who Julia is as a person. And Carly's I said fine, on TV. She, on TV. Carly's, Carly's no saint. And I've heard lots of, <laughs> lots Whoa. of rumors um, about <laughs> other things that we won't get into. But, what? Um, <laughs> about Carly? Uh, well, more, you know, anyways, um, I'll, I'll tell you after, (laughs) have you not heard this stuff? I don't know, man. I'll tell you later. Um, it's not, it's not, not, yeah, anyways. Um, okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, I think Jamie and, uh, Trevor could be the, the final couple too. You don't think Lauren? No, actually I was just going to say, I don't let, let me know what you think, Lauren, but I think, uh. I'm surprised how disinterested I am in that couple Mm. this episode. Yeah, they sort of disappeared, right? They were like the the story, and now they're – I just – I think Trevor's real low-key. I do. Like, he's just really almost, like, too low-key for reality TV to me because, like, what – try to think of something Trevor's actually said or done on camera. And I like, can't think of anything. Jamie, I'm like, she's rolling around on the floor. She's freaking out. Jamie's so hard on herself. The, the comments she makes about her own life, she's like, I just want something to go right for once. I'm so afraid. I'm so, you know, she is telling us her emotions and feelings. I've yeah. not like heard from Trevor. I really appreciate her honesty. She seems like a sweet girl. She's the, the, one of the, she is the youngest, I think. She's 21. And well, and while she's a fine singer, I think she knows. And in what we've seen so far is that there's there's a lot of talented people on this show. And she might be the weak link. And that's not that, like, listen, she can sing far better than I ever could and ever dreamed to. But, you know, this is a, you know, there's a competitive element to the show when it comes to singing. And it seems like there's some really strong uh, singers here. And like, so you're you're the youngest person so, you know, young people, you know, tend, you know, there could be some insecurities that you don't have. She's still growing into herself. And then she walks in this very intimidating environment where the people are just like belting out. I appreciate her honesty and her vulnerability to, to own that, that it has been good TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I applaud her for, for just kind of saying that because other people would, you know, there's a lot of other people who would, who would pretend to be delusional about it. 
and and look even crazy and she doesn't look crazy she just looks sweet and and vulnerable i love the kesha moment about um self-love and and giving her encouragement i thought that was all great but uh when jamie told trevor and it was last episode but when she told him i have never been in a healthy relationship so i don't have anything to go off of i was blown away by that level of insight at 21 and who isn't in that place at 21 most of us are that awareness was really uh, powerful. I really, I really, I really enjoy that. Like Jamie's been, uh, she's been a better care. Like, yeah, she's, she's been great in that respect. And she's, uh, yeah, if I'm Jamie, I'm, I'm really uh, people. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like Jamie for all those things. She's that perfect combination of, uh, messy and self-aware, but like relatable. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I'm missing, I will say I'm missing like a wackadoo on this show. Like a Corinne, a Demi, the kind of character where they're not really a villain, but like they just do wild stuff. You don't have enough. Again, I think it's a product of there's too much going on and not enough episodes. You got the music thing. You got the love thing. Oh my gosh. It's just like. And we've got like six dates an episode. Like we're not even yeah. seeing them get the date cards. I was like, when did yeah. Natasha and Ryan get a date card? What's happening? <laughs> I just think, I think honestly, yeah, it's, it, could, it is missing that. But how do you fit that in without uh confusing people and mm-hmm. have it be kind of how, how like how do you focus on that and give it airtime uh without like you know um focusing on the other, other things it's oh, just michael todd yeah. he burned hot and brief i mean for <laughs> i would have watched more of him because he honestly he's like the cam remember the cam from uh Hannah season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Cam was on for how many episodes? And we only got one episode of Michael Todd. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah. I would, uh, no, I totally agree. I think you, I want to, I want, I, I want this to be a little funnier. And that could have been, it could have been nice to keep. Is there any woman you could see thriving on Paradise? Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. I want to see Rudy well, on when... Paradise too, if she's not with, uh, Matt in the end here. I mean, because like I think they both it's it's like they're together, but they could also be great on Paradise. Yeah, I think Jamie's good TV, but I think Jamie fits the profile a bit more, and I think she has more longevity in that in that world. Nick, how are you? Can we do a vibe check on you? Why are you worried about me? Well, I mean, it's this has been like over a month now of the quarantine life. Yeah, how are you? I'm actually doing great. Okay, good. Why are you doing great? I'm fine. I mean, listen, I'm getting a little over the monotony of it all. I'm a creature of habit, but the, 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 the routine is a little bit much. Uh, the NFL draft was this weekend. So that was a nice, a break. Although I'm not really happy with what my team has been doing, but what the fuck do I know? Um, I'm a Packer fan, uh, but Chris should probably be happy as a Cowboy fan. On paper, it seems to be an exciting draft for him. I really like seeing all uh, of their houses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? It's the, probably their actual houses. They didn't, none of them went to their agent houses, no. so they looked more wealthy. No, and uh, I, well, I liked seeing the coaches and all that. I was like, wow, look at all these man caves that could really use some decorating help. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm, I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm keeping in contact with friends via FaceTime and uh there's a you know people are out there people are hungry for love and uh it's been yeah Um, are you doing a lot of dating 
I'm connecting with people uh, as often as I would without coronavirus. Powerful stuff. <laughs> Again, I mean, different, not physically, um, but um, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer that this is a great, I think there's going to be a ton of quarantine love stories and divorces uh, as a result. There's going to be a bunch of people who realize I really fucking hate you. Uh, having, having, having been stuck in a house with you and let's just get divorced. And there's going to be a ton of stories of, I met him on whatever dating app yeah. and we, we talked every day for weeks and, and like, look, some of them will burn out when they meet in person. And there'll be a lot of people who really, really connected because they spent mo they, they spent the beginning part of the relationship communicating, talking, getting to know each other. Uh, you know, maybe there was like some sexting and, you know, whatever, but like took the pressure out of the physical hooking up right away. People are literally forced to have these conversations and, and get excited about someone. I think it goes back to some of the, 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 the dating aspects that we've, uh, we've lost a little bit over the years with the abundance of choice uh, of going out there. And I, I honestly think from a love life standpoint, I think there's going to be some nice stories that come of it. Not, not necessarily for me, but uh, for people in general. I think you know? it could be for you. Well, see, I really wanted 2020 to be my year, you know? <laughs> it could be. I've had some, I'm surprised by how much this has affected me. Like I'm kind of over a hump now, but in the first few weeks of this, I was like mentally and emotionally a little off. I was, I was like real stressed I, out. I was the opposite. I actually was surprisingly thriving early on um, because one, I don't think, my, sadly, my life wasn't too much different than how, how quarantine made it in the sense that I, you know, I spent a lot of time alone. Um, I was fortunate enough to, st <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate enough to still like, for the most part, work-wise, still remain just as busy without, as Rochelle pointed out, the burden of commuting in LA. Um, so like the first three weeks, I was actually like, I was like, oh, I haven't had anxiety and whatever. And what I thought to myself is a lot of, I think single people, uh, a lot of the anxiety they get about life, especially as it relates to their relationship status is FOMO. You know, the fear like that, like you go on Instagram, you're seeing people have fun. You don't really even want to go out, but it's Saturday night and you feel like you should be going out. So you feel this FOMO. But now because no one's out, you don't feel it. And that's kind of a burden off your shoulders. But like I last last like uh, last week, I was just like felt a little bit lol. I felt a little bit lonely. I felt it was just like, oh, God, this is like it, it, it got a little much. Uh, but, you know, all. All in all, I'm I'm doing well, and and uh, I uh, I'm I'm thankful for the position I'm, yeah. I'm currently in, and and trying to make the most of it, and um and you've been everyone you're you've been making hilarious comedy moments, and I'm grateful for them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I'm trying to come up. I feel like I've hit a bit of a creative uh, in the past couple of days when I'm trying to trying to come up with some new stuff. Um, I don't know. Whatever, but yeah, that's been fun. I mean, I have, I have, I've had time to be creative, and that's always fun. I'm tr again, like I, I am trying to make the most of the situation we're in, um, and that's all we, it's all we can try to do. Yes, sir. So, so. 
Well, uh, anything else, Lauren? Anything else you need to let the people know? What are you working on? You're plugging. Obviously, Rosé and Roses is still kicking ass. Rose yes. Roses and Rosé. Roses and Rosé. It's okay. We have both I'm sorry. Roses and Rosé <laughs> is uh, recapping and reviewing Listen to Your Heart every Tuesday. It's up on Entertainment Tonight's YouTube channel. And, of course, I'm on the Make Instagrams sure and the TikToks and the Twitters. Not the Snapchat. Uh, yeah, Snapchat. What is so Roses and Rosé going to review after this ends? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I, I honestly, what, what, can't you can't you like make like we have all these quarantine relationships? Can't you just update us on you know all the? Can't you just like even speculate on Chris and and uh, um uh uh. uh Brie? Uh, Victoria? V- Chris and Victoria? Oh, uh, that Chris. Gotta be yeah, so many you know, Chris's now. You know? Anna and Tyler, you know, Peter and, and Kelly, uh, you know. I, I might mean, do Roses know. and Rose on uh I just there are other reality shows I love, like 90 Day Fiance. I might do old episodes yeah. or like old seasons of Bachelor or Bachelorette. I've thought about that. Maybe I'll I Hot. never did Andy's season. There we go. Yeah. How does Chris feel? Uh, how does Chris feel about like you watching like Too Hot to Handle? Oh, he doesn't have a problem with it. I mean, you know, it's like for work I cover. Yeah, for work I did all of our Too Hot to Handle coverage. I do ninety day fiance interviews. I do. You know, I think that's a good thing. I would not. I don't. As much as we can work together, I don't know how it would be if my entire job was The Bachelor. <laughs> that is. That is true. You know. True. Dark. Um, uh, well, Lauren, I do appreciate you taking time. Always, always fun to have you on. I appreciate uh, you, and I love you, and I can't wait for you to find the love of your life in 2020. Uh, well, well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, guys. Make sure to check us out tomorrow to uh, listen to a very fun episode with Shan Boudram, who is a sex and relationship coach. Uh, You've seen her on a bunch of different shows, giving her expertise. Uh, It's a really fun episode, just talking about uh, relationships in a time of quarantine, sex uh, from uh, an expert in a woman's point of view. And uh, I just had a fun conversation with her, so make sure to check that out tomorrow. Uh, And don't forget to send your questions at asknickatcastmedia.com, cast with a K. And as always, thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.